This is the first episode of season four for the Keep Talking with Sarah podcast. I'm Sarah if you're new here and I'm telling you this season has a lot in store for us starting with this episode and you are not going to want to miss out. So before we get too into it, I do want to go ahead and remind everyone that if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can subscribe and get notifications when there are new episodes. And when you finish this episode, uh, you can actually rate now on both Spotify and Apple. So if you like what you hear, please feel free to leave a rating and a review and then we'll be able to keep up with each other on the episodes moving forward. So this episode, I'm sitting down with my friend Tyler Turner, who some of you may have heard the last episode that we did together back in August. And we wanted to sit down together again and kind of talk about resolutions and mental health and tie all of that in together at the beginning of the year. And I want to preface our conversation just by saying one of my resolutions for this year. I've seen a lot of people talking about how they do a theme word or phrase for the year. And that's sort of the case for me each time that I make resolutions. And this year, instead of having just one word as a theme, there's really just one resolution that I'm focusing on more than the rest. So if, if I can at least do this one more right, if I miss the others a little bit, I won't feel too bad about it. But it stems from this verse in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so my resolution is just to focus on your thoughts and your ways, referring to God, obviously, in saying that, because a lot of things that we're talking about comes from things that we think about that bring about negative emotions or the way we handle things with the way we think or do things. And for me, the biggest turnaround in the way that I'm looking at situations and approaching them is to think, you know, back to the the bracelets that people had years ago. I'm not even sure everyone listening to this is going to know what I'm talking about, but the WWJD, you know, what would Jesus do kind of thing. And, and if you really focus on that, to me, that is the biggest help of all. But whether you you know, agree with me on any of these things or not, this conversation with Tyler is so good. By the end of it, I was just feeling really renewed and kind of pumped about where this year is going. So we'll hear the sponsor for this episode and then get right into it. One thing for this episode, um, it's kind of funny. I had just gotten lunch and this girl in front of me heard that I was getting lunch from somebody's place that I produce their podcast anyway so they they heard us talking about it and the girl was like asking about what I talk about and stuff like that and she was like okay well I'm gonna go listen to it and I mentioned that the last one was the one we did and I was like we're actually gonna record the next one today as the start of like season four so 
if you do listen to that one, then there'll be a new one soon with the same person. <laughs> so nice. I do want to just kind of let you reintroduce yourself for anybody that didn't hear that one. But if you didn't, you definitely should go back and listen to it. Yeah, it's like one of those you don't have to listen to the other one, but like I'm sure it'll have right. some context going back and listen to it. Well, I am Tyler Turner. I am based in Durham, North Carolina with my wife and lovely poodle, lovely wife and lovely poodle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, I work in tech out here. It's a, it's a cool environment. I grew up out here in North Carolina and so have seen a transition. The, the Raleigh Durham area has had like a big boom and it's, um, for a while, it's, you know, the college towns here at UNC and Duke and NC State, but now it's got a really big tech scene. So it's, it's a fun place to be. Mm -hmm. And you probably got a lot of snow recently, if I had to guess. Um, so I, <laughs> I guess a lot for you, you know, I yeah. mean, it's, I, it's a decent amount for us. It was not a lot. Like some areas got about an inch, two inches, but supposed to get oh, more. Okay. You guys getting more this weekend? Oh, uh, I don't think so okay <laughs> we had like our one little snow day where it didn't even stick on the ground and then today it was hot enough to need ac in the car so yeah yeah that's just how it is <laughs> yeah that's how it is <laughs> yeah so one thing that you and i talked about that people probably don't know is that that last episode basically we put that out in august and then by the end of september it kind of you know, did the normal plateau of people listening to it. And then between October and now it more than doubled in the amount of people that listened to it. And we had talked about how that had to just be from people that were searching the topics that we talked about and how helpful I'm hoping it was because maybe they couldn't find that topic anywhere else since we touched on especially summer seasonal depression as a thing that people didn't really know about. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I know we talked about that a little bit. I think the holiday season is a really hard time of year. And like, I hate the mm -hmm. fact that people were looking for those types of things, but right. it also is comforting to know that people are looking for help. Right. And that, um, yeah. you know, hopefully it was a good resource for them um, to get some insight just to know nothing else to know that you're not alone in it. Right. So. Yeah. Well, so I want to, before we really dive into everything, I do want to just touch on uh, you texting me that this was a good day to be doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, you know, step into that just a little bit of like what's kind of been going on with you. It is what, only 19 days into 2022 <laughs> and we're still stuck with the, the COVID aftermath. Oh. I don't know if you felt it too. I, I feel like everyone I've talked to has, has felt this. The This year just started as a whirlwind. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I was looking at the calendar, like only the 19th. Like I feel like it's got to be February by now. These last, <laughs> these first couple of weeks have just been, um, been brutal getting back on the ground and still navigating this COVID, not COVID world, you know, where mm -hmm. like some things are expected to go on as normal, whereas other things are, you know, we still don't do or we still have to, do in a different way. So yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I'm, I'm tired. Um, I actually have therapy after this. So it was like a perfect timing this afternoon to like really prioritize mm -hmm. my mental health doing this and then, um, doing that and then going through a lot of insurance stuff, of course, with the new year, right. Mm -hmm. Changes with insurance. So 
that's been something else that's kind of been on my mind too, um, figuring all that stuff out. But uh, yeah, but yeah. And then, you know, I think something else that we all can kind of relate to is resolutions, right? And our goals mm-hmm. for the new year and it feeling a little daunting, right? Like I try not to set huge goals, like maybe ways that I want to better myself in the new year, right? Like I, maybe I want to work out. I don't want to get super shredded, but I want to work out a little bit more. You know, I want to get a little bit healthier, like goals that I can achieve. Um, Mm -hmm. but finding that even with that, I tend to beat myself up, you know, a few weeks into the year and I'm, I'm not holding myself up to those standards that I thought were already a lower bar for me to hit, you know? So, um, so yeah, just a lot on my mind, you know, with the start of the year. And, and I'm sure a lot of people can, can relate to that. Well, and that's something that was, you know, the very first blog post that I did, the first uh, podcast episode was talking about resolutions and how that really those should be more like lifestyle, I guess, goals, things that by the end of the year, you can still be working on and that they're you know, not something like go to the gym so many times a week. So that way, as soon as you break it a few times, it's like, okay, forget that. Did you want to share any of those or are they, if they're (laughs) too personal, you don't have to worry about it. Well, no, I mean, that's, that's honestly where I'm at, Sarah is trying to have more of those goals. I think you said it really well, like lifestyle goals, like ways that I want to be better. Mm -hmm. And the issue I have is still wanting those results right away, you know, in this like, okay, we're in a new year. Like I need these new things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, trying to be more better organized, um, is one for me uh, better with my planning and things like that. And when I start to feel overwhelmed again, you know, like I look at my calendar, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a mess. Like done a terrible job, you know, building out my schedule. I've done a terrible job putting these clothes away that, you know, I was going to be better at, (laughs) you know, cleaning up little things like that, that I, um, you know, cause one of my focuses coming out of 2021 was things that can impact my mental health, you know, like maybe little things that I recognize, mm-hmm. okay, if I do this little thing, my mental health greatly benefits from that. Right. So like having a, a cleaner environment, you know, like, even though I like to have a lot of different stuff around me and, you know, I collect all kinds of knickknacks and different things. Yeah. Um, and that stuff makes me happy. I've recognized too, that keeping that stuff organized and keeping my space, you know, fresh and neat when I'm working goes a long way, you know? Um, and that's, that's a proven thing, right? That's not just me. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. a lot of people can, can relate to that, but already finding just a few weeks in that like, Oh, my desk is a little dirty. Like I've got some stuff out and I'm like, Oh, I'm sabotaging my mental health. And of course I'm not right. But it's that whole mental game that I have to recognize, Hey, we just started the year. Like these are the goals for the full year. These weren't goals that I said I had to achieve right. second week of January and recognizing that even just recognizing that in itself is a step forward, right? Recognizing, okay, yeah, I should do this and it would benefit my mental health or et cetera. Even taking a moment to think about that, I think is something that I don't give myself enough credit for. You know, the fact that I did stop and think, okay, yeah, let's, let's eat a little bit healthier today. Um, so maybe I feel a bit better, right? Guess just celebrating those baby steps, but yeah, yeah, those were, those are some for me. Um, a little bit longer walks with the dog, you know, again, like it's something that I do every day, but it's like, okay, let's make it a little bit longer. Let's get a little bit more exercise with it instead of rushing out, you know, to take her out in the middle of a busy work day. Like let's be intentional about logging off and, and taking more time to do that because one, the physical exercise is great. And then two, recognizing that stepping away from the work and getting outside is, is good for my mental health as well. So 
that's really where my focus has been just nothing crazy, nothing groundbreaking, but just like little steps that I know, um, can improve my, my life. Yeah. Well, and I think I will probably do an entire episode later on, on intentionality, because that's just been something that I keep seeing pop up everywhere. And I don't know if it's because of it being the beginning of the year and people are talking about resolutions a lot, or it's just something that's on a lot of people's minds, but I think I want to do a full episode on that. But one thing with the, the goals that you're setting, it makes me think of, um, at work, we've got, some of us have this little planner that, you know, you do the habit tracker on there and it has a part where you put like a number goal that you want to do at least that many days of the month, you know? And so I was doing that for things like, um, drink so much water a day or, uh, read 10 pages at least, which used to be so easy. (laughs) And now (laughs) I'm struggling to do that. Just little things like that. And it was like, okay, I'm checking it off. And I would put maybe like 18 of the however many days in that month. And then at the end get to like, oh, I only did it 12 times and I didn't meet the goal on any of these. This is so frustrating. Like maybe I need to have less goals, even though there's such little things. And then I kind of changed the approach a few months ago and just decided, you know what, I'm going to write these goals, but I'm not going to put a number on it. And then getting to the end of the month and seeing like, okay, well, I did it only 12 days, but that's still better than zero, you know, and just making the difference of like, we don't always have to make it such a numbers game and such a targeted goal all the time. I mean, it's one thing to do that in business, but in your life, that's just not always necessary, you know? So that is just super helpful when it comes to feeling like, okay, like you're saying, you know, with patting yourself on the back for the small things, just getting to the end and doing it at least some is better than how you were at the beginning without having done it, you know? Yeah. I really like the word you use intentionality behind it. Right. And, and something's better than nothing and and celebrating those, (laughs) those some things. Right. And yeah, the fact that we are very results oriented. I feel like just as a culture, you know, like give me those hard numbers. Like don't, don't waste my time. Like I need to know, you know, uh, X's and O's commas. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that, that does bleed over into our, our day-to-day lives where we are expecting those types of results in our day-to-day life. And it doesn't work that way. You know, life's not always that black and white. And to your point, you know, drinking a little bit more water goes a long way. You know, even if you're not <laughs> meeting that, that ultimate goal, you're taking steps toward that. And that's, Hey, that's all you can do sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. So one thing yesterday, this is when I decided I was going to actually make an outline for what we might try and touch on this episode is because I don't know if you, or I guess people listening have done any of the LinkedIn learning courses. We have that available at work. And a lot of times I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is so not helpful. Actually, (laughs) the title of it sounds good about success strategies and things like that. But then I'm listening to it and I'm like, I already know this stuff. This is not helpful. The one yesterday, I had to go back and write it down because the things he was saying was like, wait, that's actually really interesting. And he was talking about, it was on success, but he was talking about anti-success habits. And with us talking about resolutions, it seemed like 
a perfect topic to throw in here. And so he was talking about the two anti-success habits being worry, which is part of fear, and then impatience, which he said is related to anger. And then the main part was that he said, we allow negative emotions to persist because we feel there's a benefit to them. With worry and fear, we think that the benefit is to avoid mistakes. While caution can be good, worry is often a substitute for planning and fear leads to failure to take action. So you want to be consciously pushing worry and fear out of your mind and remembering that action cures fear, which I'll touch on that later. But then how, you know, like laziness, guilt, jealousy all fall into that category of either anger or fear. And then, of course, we know that feeling anxious or stressed also goes along with that and how, you know, there's the main six emotions that people will talk about. I'm not sure who came up with that, whether it was like Freud or whoever, but you know, that, that all these feelings come from those. And I think it's interesting that even feeling anxious, stressed, and worried boils down to one of those core emotions, I guess you could call it for the people that watched inside out. I'm sure there's a little <laughs> flaming guy popping up in yeah. your mind right now. Yeah. The, that's really deep. Like we can, I'm thinking about that now, like in the show there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I find for myself too, can you list us off again? I'm trying to like what the yeah. core ones were. So let me pull it up. I have a picture of the, the six core ones and they are anger, uh, love, fear, sadness, joy, and surprise. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, because what I find, you know, for myself, a lot of my core, and I guess this would probably come off of sadness and anger, is control. It's like a, it's like a mm -hmm. sub, like maybe like a sub tier. Like you have those, those initial emotions, and then there's like a subcategory, and I feel like that's one. It comes up in a lot of conversation is controlling. And maybe that's even controlling those emotions, right? Like thinking mm -hmm. that you're doing things to keep those things in check when you're really not. Um, so again, like to the example of, of worry and that, which you can seem like is, is leading you toward, to a more productive, uh, like a, you know, a work example, like, okay, I'm worrying about this thing at work, but that's so I don't make mistakes, right? That's so I, I work better. And so it's in a way yeah, kind of climbing back up that, that pole. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, but I, I do think digging to the roots of these types of things goes a long way, you know, mm -hmm. like really digging to the roots. And that's something that I've done a lot of, um, over the past couple of months is it can seem silly, but like when you get to the core of why you're feeling or you're acting in a certain way, one, it can be just, it can be freeing to, to know, to understand, okay, I'm not just, yeah, I'm not crazy, <laughs> you know, like, right. like there's, there's something more to this. There's something more, um, going on here. And it may not have been related in any way that I thought initially until I started following that trail. And it led me back to, oh yeah, I'm angry about this. And this is why I'm acting here. I know I'm all over the place, mm -hmm. but yeah, my mind, I'm kind of like just processing that, but it is, it yeah. is, um, definitely hits home for me too. Yeah. Because I think too, something that we did touch on in the last episode was the fact that 
sometimes the word anxiety is just thrown around a little too much nowadays, which that was kind of a goal of mine to try and not say that word as much as possible <laughs> in this episode and just see how it goes. As far as feeling anxious, the more that I have heard things like what that guy was saying. And then there was a book that I read by Louis Giglio. It's actually called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. And he's talking about, you know, we can focus so much on these negative thoughts and emotions when that's only taking us further down into them. And sometimes we need to just completely do something to to turn away from them. And so I've just really noticed that being aware of that and noticing, okay, there was some or sometimes multiple stressors in this situation that caused these. So if I can do something to take those away, then I'm not feeling anxious anymore. So it wasn't really, I mean, obviously at the time it was a serious emotion to deal with and not saying that everybody's is like that because some people definitely have it way more than others but when I've been able to take away the stressors it then makes me realize okay the negative emotions were just flaring up in that situation and not such a huge life-defining thing for me in this season as I used to think that it would be Amen. Amen. Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. That's huge. You know, I, and again, this is a medical advice, you know, coming from either one of us, but I, I right. found that to be super, super true in my own life as well. It's interesting because I was dealing with a lot of, of things in my personal life and, you know, early on in therapy, I felt like my mindset was, I'm going to come in and just like unload all of these things. And we're just going to get, you know, really dirty talking about all of this, this mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to do that. Like, like I'm, I've got myself done, but like, I know this is going to be really hard work. I'm ready to do that. And I come in and it's like, we're not going to really talk about that. We're going to talk about work. We're going to talk about, um, you know, things that you're doing that bring you joy, you know, things that, uh, are an escape for you, like talking about those other things. And it, it really threw me off, you know, for the first couple of weeks. Cause it was like, no, like this is <laughs> this stuff that I'm holding aside that I really right. need to let out this stuff that I need to talk about. And like, I'm ready to do that. You know, like it was a huge step for me to, to, to be ready to kind of unload that. And I was like, what, like, why are we, why are we doing that? Mm -hmm. And to your point, recognize that those things, yes, absolutely were huge. And it's stuff that I'll be dealing with for, you know, this is the rest of my life. But at the same time, I was letting it consume all aspects of my life in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. And when I took the moment to kind of step outside of that, right and, and step into another space then i'm able to kind of unpack those thoughts when i'm when i'm outside of myself if that makes sense and, and the work example is is one that i i keep going back to it's like when i'm having a stressful day at work and i'm sitting here beating myself up about it you know and getting more anxious about it i found nothing helps more than get up make a you know a cup of tea get up and, mm -hmm. and go for a walk and then when i'm outside of that environment you know and i'm somewhere where i have a, a slightly clear mind then I can start to unpack those things that are going on in the work. And more often than not, I recognize, okay, yeah, this wasn't as big as, as it felt when I was in that situation. You know, when I was in that situation, it felt all consuming, but when I'm able to, to step outside of that and take a breath, then I can recognize, okay, now I'm ready to go back into that scenario. Um, and we can, 
you know, can kind of take it from there. So yeah. totally, totally echoing that is, is finding those other areas. And I think that when those other areas, when we're dealing with things in those other areas, like it, it, it becomes really difficult because it's like, what is my escape? Right. Like if, like mm-hmm. if I'm having anxiety, I'm like, well, where, where do I run that's safe? And I know that sometimes we're at stages in our life where we feel like we don't have those places. And so I think one, you know, building that out, having those spaces where you feel safe and free to then unpack those, those things and kind of rinse, rinse, repeat, right. As you, as yeah. you go. But uh, no, that's huge. That's huge because that for me is my, my pitfall is when I'm in those moments, um, it feels all consuming. You know, it feels like, yeah. as you said, like a life shattering event. Um, and oftentimes, you know, I'll look back and be like, wow, like that, you know, that, that was right. something that had me, you know, curled up on the sofa, not wanting to go anywhere and, and not to beat myself up about it either, but just recognizing how all consuming it can be when you're, when you're caught in the midst of it. Right. And I mean, like we're saying, you know, for people that the problem that they're dealing with is a lot of overthinking or feeling overwhelmed. Sometimes the thing that just makes it even worse is to keep thinking about those thoughts and just thinking more and trying to figure it out versus the, I guess the way that actually taking some sort of action helps so much more sometimes, you know, even with really any activity that you do, being able to take your mind off of what it is. And everybody knows, you know, actions speak louder than words. And that's, that can be used in a lot of different cases. But in this case, it's like, okay, actually doing something typically is going to be the best thing to help you versus, you know, just sitting there trying to think your way out of what you're worried about. Because even when you do go to therapy and talk to somebody about it. I mean, the best people are typically not trying to stay 100% in like, okay, well, let's talk about your past and how this came to be this big of a problem. Now it's actually an action to help you get past it, you know, and not just any action sometimes, but if you're sad playing sad music isn't always going to be the best thing to help you i mean sometimes it's the easiest because it's like okay let me just get through these negative emotions and like let them sink in and then i'll move on after that but sometimes you just can't do that because that'll make it last twice as long versus if you just listen to something ridiculously happy i mean i saw somebody in a video today they're like okay now every time that i'm sad i'm gonna play what is that party rock song <laughs> and they stopped crying immediately i'm not saying you know do something as crazy as that but like actually something positive and helpful and not an action that's going to make it worse yeah and i i do feel like we've talked about this a lot that there's almost this hyper sensitivity i think you call it like toward action right like addressing these mental health mm-hmm. things like it's it's like this, this extreme swing and, and you don't want to be on either side of it. Like there's the other extreme where we ignore those things. Right. And there's still a lot of aspects of our life and culture that do ignore mental health. And, you know, we want to address those things, but I think the danger on the other extreme is we almost, we overanalyze those things and we all, mm-hmm. we all feel like we are, you know, professionals in that field. And, and, you know, we're talking to our friends about it. It's like, okay, we're going to figure this out. Like, Oh, you're anxious. Let's figure out why you're anxious. Like, let's get to the bottom of this. 
And I, I've, you know, I've been guilty of doing that myself. And I think recognizing that there's got to be a balance, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, let's address that there's something that's going on, but let's also not let that be all consuming. Like you said, uh, let's also find ways to find a path forward. And um, yeah, like you said, once you start doing that, those things do become a little bit easier because you, you have gotten yourself out of that space. Um, you have listened to that, that fun song and now, okay, it lifted you up a little bit and now maybe you're in a better place to, um, to kind of process those emotions you're right. feeling. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely it's not like yeah. complain, completely ignoring it. Right. Cause that's, yeah. then that's not what we're saying at all. I mean, it's going to always be an ongoing topic, but I mean, like you're saying, especially when it comes to who you're going to about these things, to me, it just brings to mind, like, it's just as if you were going to WebMD for you to try and figure out what you are probably going to be diagnosed with instead of actually going to the doctor or, you know, getting advice on a relationship or marriage from somebody that has had only unsuccessful ones probably isn't always the best if you're trying to make yours stay successful you just have to be somewhat cautious of the advice you're getting sometimes and the internet is not always the best place for that so yeah yeah and and that for sure is like the internet is i mean it's endless advice endless Mm -hmm. you know hot takes and and uh, these six tactics to make you a millionaire right and and i feel like we can fall into that trap when we are in that anxiety that okay, let me Google, you know, ways to get out of this. And inevitably you're going to start thinking about those things more, you know, um, it's, it's a weird thing. And I, I think too, building in that, that level of, um, gosh, like self-awareness in yourself yeah. to know when you're doing those certain things. Like I, I can't tell you when you're avoiding, you know, something, or I, I can't tell you when you're overthinking something, right. Like, mm-hmm. like I can maybe see those signs like Sarah, okay. Yeah. You're overthinking that. Right. But <laughs> yeah. like, you know yourself better than anyone. And so it's like coming to that place mm-hmm. where you, you can be honest with yourself. Like, am I avoiding this or am I doing something that's going to put me in a better headspace to address this? Right. Or it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to pull me out of this um, kind of rut that I'm in. And then I can, I can work on those other things. And, and that's something for me that has been huge is, is having that self-awareness. Um, you know, I, I talked to friends about it is like getting to a better place mentally and feeling like I wanted to take on other things like, like social justice and mental health things and wanting to do those types of things that I had been so passionate about, uh, mm-hmm. before I had kind of fallen into kind of a, I call it a mental health rut. Right. And the balancing act that I, that I've, you know, trying to juggle is not wanting to take on things too fast, but then also recognizing, okay, is that anxiety that's holding me back? If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, because I've had moments in the past where I've tried to try to take on things and, and writing is a big example. Uh, and I actually talking with my therapist about that today where anxiety and, and just life traumas have, have kind of reshaped the way that I view my writing. And, mm-hmm. and for a long time, the writing was an escape for me. And what I found is when I got to a better space, almost like when I would, when I would dive into that writing and that work, it would almost take me back to that space when I, when I needed it as an escape, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And, and so long story short, now when I'm trying to, to get back into my writing and I'm trying to do those types of things, I'm always kind of to check both sides, right? Like, is this an area where I really need to push myself to take that next step um, and kind of overcome the anxiety? Or is this kind of my logical mind thinking, okay, Tyler, ease, pump the brakes a little bit. 
right? Don't take on too much too fast. And it's a constant conversation, you know, it's a constant conversation and, and you have to be careful not to let that lead to overthinking too, right? Like it's, it's just a very, very fine margin there, but, um, but I've been able to recognize that in myself, right? Like I've been able to recognize when it truly is anxiety that's holding me back from doing that. And I know that I benefit from something that my whole life has been something that's brought me a lot of joy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, no, I'm not gonna let the anxiety talk to me. I'm gonna do that. Whereas other times it's like, yeah, this is kind of daunting, right? And, and I don't wanna take on too much too quickly. So I'm gonna give myself grace and I'm not gonna force myself to do that today. And that's okay. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. To kind of bring it back around to resolutions, I mean, I hope that when people are listening to this, really the takeaways can be applied to, you know, people that either have set resolutions that have already kind of been broken or, you know, don't like setting them because of how easily they can be broken, you know, that it could even be something to do with trying to take those positive actions in situations like this, or just starting to do something that you've been wanting to do and not necessarily putting that number weight on it to where it can be broken. Hopefully we are at least setting some goals for ourselves this year, because I feel like this should be a better year than the past too. And I've, you know, that kind of starts with us choosing, choosing to make it that way, really. Yeah. Have I, um, have I shared the, the grief jar with you at all, Sarah? Grief jar so. analogy? No, I don't I, think so. I think it kind of fits this too. So that, you know, the whole analogy and it's, it's a, it's a meme, I can send it to you, but it's basically a picture of a jar with a ball of, of grief inside of it. And it's, it's taking up the whole jar. Mm -hmm. Um, and it talks about, you know, our thinking is that that grief is going to shrink over time. Right. And the jar stays the same time, same size, but that ball of grief is going to get smaller and smaller um, and take up less room of that jar. And, and then it has another line that it says, in reality, that grief stays the same size, but we grow around it. And so it shows mm -hmm. the grief still the same size, but the jar getting larger around it. And I, I think in a lot of ways, um, you know, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be grief, but it can be, you know, mental health issues. It can be our anxiety, you know, our depression and things like that. And I think that we tend to think, especially coming into a new, new year, um, this, this is my mindset starting in the year is, is I'm going to shrink that thing. I'm going to make that thing smaller in my life. So it takes yeah. up less space. So my anxiety is taking up less space in my, my social interactions or my, my work life or et cetera. And it's a lifelong struggle, you know, for those of us that, that struggle with anxiety and depression or, or whatever it may be, that's a lifelong struggle. Um, and I think the focus truly should be how are we building around those things? You know, what, mm -hmm. what are we doing? And so to your example, you know, baby steps to, to better yourself is, is all we can really ask for. Um, and I think that also circles back around to not overthinking that thing itself, but focusing more on how can we grow around that thing? Like, yeah, sure. I'm still just as anxious as I ever was, but I've now built those other areas of my life where I know I can lean on those things. You know, I know I have friends that I can talk to. I know that I have coworkers that I can talk to, right? My therapist and things like that. So that would be my, my little snippet is, is, is growing around, you know, what, whatever it, we feel is, is, is consuming us. Um, you know, you listener listening to this, like whatever you feel like is really consuming your life right now, like that would be the way I'd encourage you is, is to focus on ways that you can, you can grow yourself around that. Um, and again, easier said than done, but right. I, again, I think baby steps one and, and giving yourself 
grace and um, yeah, props for, for the growth. It's not easy. Well, I really like that. I, yeah, I don't think I'd heard that before, but I, I like that because, yeah, that's definitely really the ultimate goal is to just keep growing ourselves and not letting any of this hold us back or define us. So, yeah, <laughs> hopefully, you know, we'll come back in like six months and do a check in or something. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that, Sarah. Um, happy New Year to you. I hope that you achieve all your big goals for, for this year. And I'm, um, yeah, just really blessed to be able to, to come back on and share this stuff. And I hope that, as always, it's encouraging for other people and they can uh, yeah, just recognize they're not alone in this, this walk. Thank you.